It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you. Hope that your day is starting off well. And if you uh, woke up and looked out the window, you might see a little bit of snow falling. But don't worry about it. Just some snow showers this morning. Nothing that's really going to accumulate. Nothing that's going to last too long. Uh, It'll be chilly today, but then tomorrow we start to warm up. So we'll be getting into the 40s, high 40s tomorrow. And then by the weekend, Saturday is supposed to be sunny and close to 60. So I don't know what your Saturday plans are, whether it be February 10th, but did you have, you know, being able to walk around in a sweatshirt or a light jacket on February 10th as part of your plans? So that'll be a nice change of pace. I know um, when I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital from the 19th, so 19, 20, 21, 22, the 22nd. 23rd, I forget, whatever day of the Monday was. I was in the hospital from Friday to Monday. And all everybody talked about was how cold it was outside. How freezing it was. And I said, well, I'm, I'm nice and comfortable in here, at least in terms of temperature. So I, I missed the, the last real deep cold snap. But I'm sure we'll get another one before the end of winter. But if you wake up and you see the snow coming down, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. I just dusted off the windows with the snow brush. Took right off. No problem. So if you are uh, also planning on having your Super Bowl party or people come over for the Super Bowl or whatever it is you might be doing on, on Sunday, have them come over a little bit early. Because it's going to be nice and you can actually get outside for a little bit. Like I was saying yesterday, throw the football around yourself. We used to do that every year when I was a kid growing up. Because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it wasn't the Patriots weren't going to be playing in the Super Bowl. So we didn't necessarily care who was playing. But we still got pretty hyped up for the day. And we always had a, a touch football game in a friend's yard. For a while, we were... We were playing touch football on the Wareham High football field. And then, then the school found out about it and told us we couldn't do that anymore because of liability reasons. So we ended up having to move it to, we would rotate from different people's yards. But I remember my friend Nate had the best yard for playing football. Simple, straightforward, front yard, but it, it was our preferred place to play. So you can, And then I stopped doing backyard football when I was playing with some friends and I ended up breaking some poor girl's elbow. I was an adult by then. 
we were playing with some of my girlfriend's siblings, and this was one of her friends. And she was the catcher on their travel softball team that had a game coming up, big game coming up. So that was the last time I played football uh, to that extent in the backyard. We, we, we took it a lot less serious after that. So anyway, 508-996-0500, that's the number to call in and chime in. Uh, there's a lot going on, a lot that we could talk about. Of course, you heard Chris talking quite a bit about the sober house issue. And I think that's going to be something that continues to be an issue. We have some information released from New Bedford Housing that talks about how the population of New Bedford is growing faster than the available housing stock. Not a surprise. We've known that's been the case. We can talk about, you know, even on the national scene, there was some some big news yesterday. We have the court ruling that Donald Trump doesn't have immunity. We have the two votes that failed in the House last night. We have Ethan Crumbly's mother being sentenced for involuntary manslaughter. And I think that's a very interesting case because we haven't seen the parents or guardians of some of these folks because even though some of them have been older, you know, they've graduated and going back to these schools, a lot of them are still living with their parents. And the parents don't see the signs. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about this conviction. Obviously, you want anybody that had a role in what went on to be punished for that role. But I feel like in this case, if she's guilty of anything, it's, it's being a negligent parent. And, and not being willing to face reality. But I, I guess that gives her some culpability in what happened. You know, when I was home and recovering, I was watching some of the testimony that she gave, and it just seemed like for as bad as Ethan Crumbly may have been, she was just turning, a, not, I wouldn't say turning a blind eye. I got the sense that she was just in denial. And I think a lot of parents get that way about their, their child's mental health. And, and probably for a number of reasons. One, you, you don't want to think that there's, there's something wrong with your child in that way. Like you just don't want that to be the case. You want them to be a happy and healthy and productive person. But I think part of it is you start to worry if there is something wrong and they go and talk to somebody about it, that you're going to get the blame for it, whether you deserve it or not. You know, in some cases, I'm sure the family has things going on that they don't want other people to know about. Maybe some abuse or different negative situations at home. But in other cases, there could be nothing like that going on at all, but the parent is concerned that Whatever is wrong with their child, they will still be blamed for. 
And I think part of that is just still that negative stigma associated with mental health. And beyond just the school shooting situation, we need to get to the point where mental health is a lot more out in the open, discussions about it. You know, we've been talking a lot about cancer the last couple of days. There was a time when people would not be public about that. When that was considered something that you wouldn't tell somebody else. Now it's, you know, that stigma has been removed. And we've, we've had plenty of other circumstances like that. So we've got to get to the point where we can feel the same way about mental health. I've gone to therapists. Just so happened that the therapists I went to didn't really help me. I mean, I, I guess they did. I picked up some things and certainly just talking about what was going on helped. But I don't feel like I got really great mental health care. I felt like I had to figure a lot of it out on my own. And I felt like both of my therapists had lives that were in far worse disarray than my own. And I don't know, do you, do you need to be able to fix a car to sell one? Do you need to be able to drive a motorcycle to sell one? So maybe you don't need to have the best mental health yourself to be able to help somebody else to their own, but I don't know. The first therapist I had used to always ask me for advice on things, and I thought it was a, a ploy. I thought it was a tactic. I thought it was a technique. But it turns out, no, he was just legitimately asking me for help with things like getting his business launched and everything. I don't know. What makes you think I can help you? It got really weird when he found out that I knew the cast members of Ghost Hunters. And he would pressure me to get one of the female cast members who, who lived, I think, in the next town over from him, from him in Rhode Island. He would ask me if I could introduce them. I'm like, that just felt inappropriate. And that's when I stopped going. But I think that, you know, we have to get rid of the stigma around it. I think we have to make it part of the conversation where you can go home and say to your parents, hey, I don't think everything going on in my brain these days is right. And their first thought should be, okay, well, let's get you to somebody that can help you with that. Not, oh, you're fine. And certainly not, oh, you're fine. Let's go shooting on Sunday. That'll help you out. So I think that the fact that Ethan Crumbly's mother is now being held accountable for what he did and his, fa his father is going to be going on trial in March, I believe. And this has now set the precedent. And in fact, he may have more culpability in this because as the mother testified, the father was the one responsible for 
storing the firearms at home. He's the one that purchased the firearm. So he has more culpability in that respect. So I'm sure we'll have a similar outcome for him. And maybe this makes some parents a little bit more aware because now it's going to be reflecting on them as well as their children. So I don't know how you feel about that. 508-996-0500. There was a story uh, WCVB had it this morning that in the town of Revere, they're installing these new locks, what they call life-saving locks, on classroom doors. And these are airline-grade door locks. You know, with the exception of what happened with the the Boeing plane, but these are airline-grade door locks that someone in the room can flip if there's a situation. You just flip this thing and it locks the door and nobody's getting in. And I, the, the plan is to put them into all of the elementary school, all of the uh, school classrooms in Revere. But right now, they've got it in the Paul Revere Elementary School. And they're going to spend $200,000 putting it in all of the school. It's made of airline aluminum and can hold up to 2,500 pounds. And the idea behind it is that hopefully they never have to use it, but it gives students and teachers a feeling of, of safety. I think this is a great idea. I do have a couple of concerns. One is it's easy enough for students and teachers to be able to flip. Is that going to lead to students flipping it when they shouldn't be? Flipping it as a prank when the teacher leaves the room so the teacher can't come back in, that kind of stuff. I would tend to think not. I would tend to think that even elementary school kids can take this seriously enough and respect that. And then the other thing that I would have a concern about is, okay, you can lock it down so that nobody can get in, but how easy is it to unlock from the inside when you want to let somebody in? So that's, the only concerns I would have about those. The story doesn't really answer those questions. But I don't see a problem with this. It's a better idea than putting metal detectors in and having armed security guards on top of schools and some of the other things that have been suggested. So I think this is certainly something that a lot of communities will start to look into. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Shawnee. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in. You sound better. Thank you so much. Feeling better a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, I went home and slept for like three and a half hours yesterday after the show, so that helped. Oh, yeah. You got to get your rest. Yeah. I'm, you're, reco- you're recovering, right? I'm far more exhausted than I thought I would be. Oh, yeah. Big operation. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm glad you're feeling better. What I want to make a comment on the, um, what is it, the um, mental health thing you were talking about. Okay. Um, I know I've been to a counselor too before and I ended up becoming a friend of hers and they don't end up sometimes helping you with what you went in there for. Yeah. I mean, and some, right. sometimes, you know, there, there's actually been people that I know have gone to therapists who have had that therapist suggest they go see someone else instead. Oh, I never had that, but, um, I've been going to a church that I like. I know you're not big on that, but actually it's helping me more than a therapist that I've been to. Sure. Yeah. No, that's very viable for people who have, you know, uh, you know, people who are strong in faith that can certainly help. But I like the way they're doing it. They're even giving you handouts and they're explaining things and it's actually better than like, and the therapists are getting paid big money for that. Well, I mean, I guess it depends where you go. Well, you know what I mean. And what you, the analogy you gave with um, you don't have to drive a motorcycle to sell one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 probably seen some, probably saw some of what I saw where the 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 folks who were trying to help people didn't exactly have their lives together that well. Right, and then the and then sometimes you end up helping them. Which is which is fine. It's just why am I paying for you to get advice from me? Yeah. Um, what else was you talking about? Oh, that that oh that. What what happened? Is that the woman? Because there's so much going on. Is that the woman who I heard her on saying on the news that we um we didn't give them the gun. We get we 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 went to the range and shot with the gun. Yes. Oh, that's the case. Mm-hmm. And what did he do again? Because, like I said, there's just so much out in the news. So this was uh, the case in Michigan where he was in school and they had him meet with the, they called the parents in and they were explaining how they were a little bit concerned because he had drawings in his on his math work about, you know, shooting people. And um, they were concerned, but the parents didn't bring him home. And then later on that day, he pulled a gun out of his backpack at school and and killed some people. How many did he kill? Um, I forget exactly how many people passed away. There's um, a, a thing going on the news, too, about somebody, they killed their own child. Isn't that on the news? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I think there's one of them too. They she went on they went on trial. Okay, he killed mm. four. I knew he shot ten people. Ten ten students and a teacher he killed he shot and he killed four. That's terrible. Did he shoot himself afterwards? No, he's he stood trial himself. He's he's been convicted. But that's like that that's a rarity lately. They usually shoot themselves too, yeah. don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully this will make some parents a little bit more vigilant. All right. I'll be listening. All right. You have a great day. You too, honey. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in right now, though. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. You can call in at 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app and open line voicemails 
on the WBSM app. So if you can't call in, if you're too busy running around in the morning or getting the kids off to school or you just don't want to get up out of bed, you can just pick up your phone, open up the app, and you can either use the app chat to send me a text that I can read here in the studio and I can either reply back to you or I can read it on the air and reply. Or you can use the open line voicemail feature and record what you want to say. Speaking of bed, I told Shawnee I, I took like a three and a half hour nap yesterday. I'm not kidding. I did. I just, I got home maybe about an hour after the show was over. And I said, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit. I, I don't feel as tired as I, as I have before, as I was when the show was over. And then as soon as I laid down in the bed, and then next thing I know, you know, three and a half hours had gone by. So listen, at this point I need it. So I'm not going to fight it. It's just, you get to that point where you say, I'm not going to sleep tonight if I don't stop sleeping today. And last night was a little rough. So I guess I got to get this uh, circadian rhythm back on track. All right. Well, we can talk more about that and whatever else is on your mind. Again, 508-996-0500. But right now, let's go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. The death toll is at least nine after a historic amount of rain pounded Southern California. The storm dumped more than 13 inches in some areas, triggering mudslides and flooding. Authorities fear the death toll will rise once waters recede. Some were killed by falling trees as the storm made its way south from Northern California, while others died in car accidents caused by the dangerous conditions. Former President Trump will appeal a federal court decision which denies him immunity from criminal prosecution in his federal 2020 election interference case. His campaign said prosecuting a president for official acts violates the Constitution and threatens the bedrock of the United States. The campaign added Trump respectfully disagrees with the decision and is appealing it in order to safeguard the presidency. In a bit of a surprise in Nevada, Nikki Haley has lost the state's Republican presidential primary. This was a contest in which she had no major challenger. The House vote to impeach DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has failed. Three Republicans joined Democrats in voting against the impeachment, with the final tally tied at 215. A member of GOP leadership later changed to a no vote so that the issue could be brought up again. Republican Speaker Mike Johnson told reporters ahead of the vote, Mayorkas engaged in a complete dereliction of duty in his handling of the southern border. Had the vote passed, Mayorkas would have become the first cabinet official impeached in almost a century and a half. The mother of Michigan school shooter Ethan Crumbly has been found guilty on all counts in her historic involuntary manslaughter trial. Jennifer Crumbly's son Ethan shot and killed four classmates and injured seven others at Oxford High School in November of 2021. Jennifer and her husband James were both charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter as prosecutors say they ignored signs their son was having mental health struggles. The Palestinian militant group Hamas is proposing a ceasefire and an eventual end to its war with Israel. The plan, a response to a proposal put together by Qatari and Egyptian mediators, would see three phases lasting 45 days each. It calls for remaining Israeli hostages captured in the October 7th attacks on Israel to be returned in exchange for prisoners, followed by an exchange of bodies and remains. Meanwhile, a federal investigation underway into allegations of discrimination against Muslim and Palestinian students at Harvard University. Police in Fall River looking for a suspect in the spray paint vandalism of a World War II memorial 
trail on the waterfront. The state has reached a $1.6 million settlement with Stat Ambulance Services in Dartmouth over allegations it filed false claims to Mass Health. And a record 68 million Americans are expected to bet on the Super Bowl this Sunday. Mark Mayfield fills us in. That's according to a new survey from the American Gaming Association. The number of Americans placing bets on the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers game is up 35% from last year. It's likely because legal sports betting has exploded in popularity. I'm Mark Mayfield. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Bruins fell flat in their return from the All-Star break after losing 4-1 to to the Calgary Flames at TD Garden. They host the Vancouver Canucks Thursday night, and the Celtics gearing up to welcome the Atlanta Hawks tonight at 7.30. Now a check in your forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you everybody on this Wednesday morning under cloudy skies. Temperatures in the mid-30s. The wind chill values will remain in the mid-to-upper 30s. Mid-to-upper 20s better yet. So do bundle up. It'll feel chilly. Clouds will continue overcast this afternoon. Upper 30s. Overnight tonight more cloud cover. And as we head into tomorrow, the warming trend begins. Temperatures heading into the low 40s with mostly sunny skies. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on on New Bedford News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM news update brought to you by Sparks Auto Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. You know, I had mentioned before the news that I uh, took a three and a half hour nap and I actually had a very intense dream and it kind of played out almost like a, like a horror movie, like a ghost story. And it was weird because I don't know that I was a character in the dream, but it was very vivid and I don't know, a very had a, a, a real visceral feel to it. And when I woke up, I woke up like in the middle of my nap after having this dream and I recorded a voice note to put it all down so I'd remember it. And then I shared it with a writer friend because I was like, this might make a good story. Um, I also could just be imagining that it would make a good story because I, I'm coming out of this dream. But uh, when I shared that with her, she said, you dream while you nap? And a lot of people are surprised by that, but I, I can have, I can take a 10 minute nap and have a dream. And that's because with my sleep apnea, when I was diagnosed, they said that when I close my eyes and fall asleep, I pretty much fall asleep instantly. And I go immediately into REM four. I don't go through all the different stages of falling asleep. So I go right into the deepest stage of sleep and that means I can have dreams kind of right away. Also, a three and a half hour nap is pretty long. Like, mo I think most people would get into dream state sleeping that long. But yeah, that's, that's what happens to me is I just, you know, if I'm not using my CPAP machine, and usually if I nap, I don't, I don't put it on. 
but I was, it was probably one of the most vivid, detailed dreams that I've had in a long time. And I, I can't even remember a dream that I've had in months. But yet there was, this one was all perfectly laid out. And when I remember, when I woke up, I remembered a lot of it. And I still remember a lot of it. You know, now almost 24 hours removed from it. I don't know. I don't know what your dreams are like. I don't know what your dreaming ability is like. People ask that question, well, you know, do you dream in color? I don't know. I have no idea. All I can tell you is that I know that I have recurring dreams, but not the dream. Them- it's not the dream themselves that's recurring. It's the locations. And they're always slightly twisted versions of places that I've lived in the past. We were talking about psychotherapy earlier. This is my psychotherapy, just talking about my dreams with you all. But it was just very, very strange. I think I, I think this is one of those cases where I might have to actually try to see if, hey, maybe I can turn this into a short story or something. I, I'm not a fiction writer, though. I hate when I write fiction. It always sounds fake to me, and the names sound fake, and uh, I don't know, just not something. I, maybe it's just because I'm so used to writing news-style pieces and sports stories and you know, the two books that I wrote were nonfiction. So maybe I'm just so used to that I can't get that out of my head. But I think there's something there with the story. So, well, eh, maybe I'll do something with it. Anyway, 508-996-0500. There's a story that um, WPRI is reporting that happened in Cranston. And it's a, it's a very concerning story. There was a man who attempted to grab a teenager as she was walking to school last week. This is what 12 News is reporting. The 14-year-old girl was heading to Cranston High School East on Friday morning when she was approached by a man near the Hugh B. Bain Middle School track. Apparently, this man asked the girl where she was going and she said, and, and then said to her, you're really pretty and you have a nice body. The girl immediately then told him, hey, I'm 14 years old. And the guy allegedly said, that's okay, and tried to grab her arm. The girl took off running and notified a nearby crossing guard who then called for help. But they have shared at WPRI.com, they have shared photos of the man. Surveillance photos. They're, they're, They're trying to find him so they can talk to him about his actions that day. He was last seen walking down Gansett Avenue toward Cranston Street wearing a red and black beanie, a tan jacket, and jeans. And again, you can see his photo at WPRI.com. But how how scary is that? That in broad daylight, he just walked up to this girl and tried to abduct her, allegedly. And luckily for her, she was able to to run away and, and get to somebody that could help. But just a, a scary situation. I'm sure there's an increased police presence around that school 
while looking for this guy. But if anybody knows anything about him or have had a similar experience, you can notify the Cranston Police Department. All right, I'm going to take a break here. 508-996-0500. Use app chat on the WBSM app. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome back in, 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to hear you got some sleep. I did, yeah, and looking forward to getting some more once the show is over, too. Uh, doesn't those naps, I mean, they did great. Naps are great. <laughs> I love naps. Um, I'd like to mention that scumbag in Fairhaven that uh, was walking around with the pantyhose over his head and the zip ties and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was looking to break into a home where there was a woman because I don't think he's going to break in looking for a man. And ladies, you got to be ready. I'm not afraid. I wish he would come over here because I'm fast. I'm quick. I mean, if he was lucky enough to even make it into my apartment door, I mean, I've got things situated in different spots in my apartment. I have a hammer. I have a baseball bat. I have a can of Raid. I mean, he's going to get it in the face one way or another. But I would rip that pantyhose off his head, choke him with it, and he'd go down. You can't be afraid, ladies, because just, oh, we're girls, we're, we're so frightened. No, you're going to get through that. you got to fight back. And there he are, wouldn't make it far if he came over here. For no, those, not at all. For those who don't feel comfortable and, you know, and, and don't feel like they would be prepared for a situation like that, there's plenty of self-defense courses that are out there. You, know, you can contact yeah. the YMCA. They always have them available, and local police departments can tell you if there's some available. They And this goes sure. for anybody. It doesn't just have to be a woman. Anybody that feels like they'd want to be able mm-hmm. to defend themselves better and legally, that's the other thing, too, is you, know, yeah. you, want, to, you want to make sure that you know, you're doing things not in a way that's going to get you in trouble because you know how crazy the world is now that you, know, you could yeah. be defending yourself and somebody could try to sue you. Mm-hmm. I have uh, female friends that uh, have dogs, but... <laughs> Some of them, I really don't understand it. I mean, some of them live alone, yeah, you want a dog. But a little teacup is not going to help you. You need a German Shepherd, a Rottweiler. A, you need something that's going to protect you and kill for you. So these women, they have these little tiny dogs. I'm sorry. Where I live here in this apartment building, you can't have a dog that weighs more than, I think, it's 25 pounds. I mean, what's that going to do? If I had my way to be a German Shepherd with me now, we had two of them. They were beautiful, wonderful, brother and sister. Uh, they say German Shepherds don't live more than 14, and that was exactly right with us because uh, the girl went first. She got a small tumor in her stomach, and her brother, uh, he died about eight months later after she did. He just died alone out in the backyard. He was never sick. He was good. He was the one that got sick. But, I mean, ladies, if you want a dog and you can afford to have a dog, get one that's going to help you out, especially if you're all alone. I mean, but like I said, I'm not afraid now. We got this karate classes out there. There's all kinds of things that women can learn. I don't need it. I'm naturally tough. He's not getting in here. And if he gets in, like I said, I've got things situated. He would, he would have pain at every step in my apartment. So it, it sounds pain. like, it sounds like it's, you know, you're Kevin McAllister from home alone. You'll be <laughs> like, you know. guys give up or you're thirsty for more. <laughs> well, you got to have things situated in a certain place all around 
your house. Because mm-hmm. every every step you'll have something that you can grab, you know? When when I first okay. moved out on my own, you know, because I, I had never really lived on my own. And so mm-hmm. I... I and I lived, it was a neighborhood where it was kind of, um, it was near the beach. So there was a lot of, you know, partying that would go on at night and stuff in the summertime. So uh, by my mm-hmm. front door, I kept an aluminum bat, you know, just, just because you yeah. never know who's going to be at the door. Yeah. but And, and don't forget the raid or a hand of hairspray will blind them. A, a little hairspray, you know, but uh, I'm just, and you know, the sad thing about all this too, though, is that guy's probably going to end up walking the streets because the judges let them out. That's a whole nother story. But thanks for taking my call, and I got to move and get some more sleep and have a good day. You as well. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. But that is, you know, home defense is something that people take for granted sometimes. Uh, Someone might say, listen, I'm not comfortable having a gun in my home. Okay, that's fine. You don't need to have a gun in your home, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a plan if something happens. And it, it can be as simple as making sure that you have a phone near you at all times. Maybe I'm a little bit psycho about things, but if I get up and leave the room, I usually bring my phone with me. I mean, especially right now because, geez, God forbid I fall down. But a lot of people don't even have access to a phone. They put it, they come home, they put it on their counter to charge it and then they leave it there until it's time to leave the next day. What if you're three rooms away and somebody's breaking in, you know, in this day of not having landlines? So just, you know, have have some kind of a plan. Don't live in fear, but have some kind of a plan. Let's take another quick call. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, what's going on, Tim? How's it going? Not bad. Uh, Mary sounds interesting. She says it literally sounds just like Kevin McAllister. Yeah, don't show up unexpected. Don't show up unannounced at her home. No, you'll get a paint can from the top floor right in your melon. (laughs) Get the uh, the uh, the gas the gas burner uh, lighting your head on fire when you open the door. Yeah, yeah, you got the hot iron on on the doorknob ready to go. Just gonna embrace in the letter M. It's not for McAllister. (laughs) It's for Mary. Mary's been here. Burn your hand right off. Uh, but she, she's completely right. I mean, you always always have to be on your guard. You know, you, there's, there's crazy people out there. Uh, one of the other things that you could probably do is, is uh, especially for the elderly people, uh, that lifeline, the life alert. Mm-hmm. If you have that, you could use that. If somebody's breaking into your house, hit that button, and then immediately uh, first responders will show up. Yeah. yeah and that's, if you... If you have a, a home security system, too, they have, I've seen now, you know how people have, like, the panel by their door? They have, right. like, like Bluetooth remotes that you can use so that you can hit those police or fire buttons anywhere in the house. You don't have to go, make your way to the panel. Right. And or just if you have nothing for your house itself, but you have that panic button for your uh, for your car alarm, you mm-hmm. know, hit, that, hit that, and then that'll at least get people to know what's going on. I mean, I'm not sure if it's a multifamily apartment, if you you can, you know, figure out who's who. and But it, at least that's something to create a disturbance and maybe alert, you know, first responders or scare the person the guy away. away. Yeah. Yeah, because all of a sudden your car alarm going off now that they don't want to be, they don't want to be caught. They, you know, that's, that's the whole point is they're trying to get in there and get in and then 
out as quick as possible without getting caught. Yeah, you live, you, in a, bring, you live in a building like Mary does with lots of lots of residents. Pull the fire alarm. Right, and I'm sure she has a, a, a pull station inside her apartment. You know, one of those, if she can't get out of her apartment, she can at least pull, I, I'm assuming, pull that, you know, that little pull station inside her apartment, if that's the case. Um, but, yeah, you just always got to be on alert. And then I, I'm always an advocate for just, just get your LTC. You know, get some, get a gun in your house, some way to protect yourself. And, you know, that's, that really comes down to it. If more people, I think, strapped up, you'd have less people like that roaming around. Yeah, but you also, you, have, you, also have to know, you know, have to know how to use it when the time comes to have to use it, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you don't want somebody who's never held a gun to have a gun and then all of a sudden start shooting in a, in a populated area without having any training. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. I, in fact, I'm, I'm a huge advocate, and before you can even get your license, you should be trained in, in some sort of gun safety. So when I because, when I went back, because I let my license lapse, um, and yeah. when I went back and got it renewed, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how many years ago it was, probably getting close to needing to renew it again. But when I got it renewed, the just the amount of training, well, the amount of uh, instruction you had to have before you got the, the LTC had changed so much yeah. just from, you know, 2001 to, to when I had it done again. Right, right, exactly. It's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's something you always got to keep in the back of your mind. And don't live in fear. That, that's the other thing. You don't want to live in fear because then that's not really living. But just live prepared. Live prepared. And, and when, when you see, just keep your eyes open and just be aware of your surroundings. If you see something, say something. That, that old cliche kind of statement. You know, you see something shady, some guy just lurking in the corner that's not supposed to be there, that hasn't been there ever, and he's around the corner, he's kind of acting weird. Now, let people know. Maybe not the cops, but let, you know, some sort of an authority figure, like whether it's a property manager, let them know. And then at least people can stop lurking around. And then also on top of that, get... uh. You don't even need a full security camera. I mean, a f full security system. Just get a couple of cameras. Because you, you can have, I believe, Best Buy. There's different, different things you can get. But the, the actual camera itself has an alarm. So you don't need a full security system. You get a couple indoor cameras, and they have cameras that do have audible alarms on it. So you can just pick something up real quick for like 200 bucks. I got my, my, my cameras. I bought Blink cameras. I think I paid yeah. 20 bucks each for them. And just put them around the house. Easiest thing I've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's, some, like I said, some that have audible where you can set an alarm. Like you can you can hit the alarm and it'll actually. It's not as loud as a a, a home alarm system, but it's something. Especially if with in Mary's case, it'll bring alerts. You know, bring the, your neighbors out of their door and go, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just something to think about. All right, yeah. Tim. Thanks for the call. Have a great day. Take care. And uh, we're going to take our final break of the hour. We'll be right back.